Well, greetings, Liberty. A very warm welcome to every single one of you that are joining today, whether you are gathered together in a small fellowship group or whether you are watching at home. Uh, very warm welcome. It's so wonderful to be able to uh, go through the Word together, to uh, engage in fellowship with the Lord together. Uh, but also a warm welcome to those who have found their way uh, to be watching this. Uh, and you may not be part of Liberty. Uh, you may be looking in or, or visiting or just visiting with friends. Uh, an absolutely warm welcome to you too. I trust that today uh, would be encouraging to you. I uh, am praying that the Word of God would breathe hope and life into us. Uh, we are three quarters of the way through 2021. And I know many of us are just looking at the finishing line, hoping to make it there alive. And so I do hope that the, the word today would be an encouraging one, uh, not overburden you, but actually bring freedom and bring excitement and anticipation uh, for all that God is doing. I really do pray that. And so let us commit our time. Let us commit ourselves to God as we look to his word. And so Heavenly Father, just so grateful for your word. So grateful for fellowship, Lord, that we can gather together with fellow saints. And we know that as we gather together with the saints, that you fellowship with us that you come to be with us, this incredibly loving and kind and personal God who doesn't just sit afar off, but comes to be and visit his people. Uh, we are so grateful that you are with us. And Lord, as we look through your word today and as you encourage us by your spirit, would you highlight anything that you're wanting to speak to us? Uh, we know that you are vital, that you are alive. And so you are speaking to every single one of us today. And so, Lord, would you highlight in our hearts, would you highlight in our minds, would you turn our thoughts toward your ways as we come before you today. We love you, Lord, and are super excited to see and hear what you have to say. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So what I'm hoping to look at today uh, is for us to go through Romans 12, verses 1 to 10. Uh, it's kind of echoed the sentiment in Romans 12 is echoed through Ephesians and also 1 Corinthians 12, where the scriptures talk about spiritual gifts. And so Paul says he doesn't want us as the church to be uninformed about spiritual gifts. Uh, we also need to be careful not to miss the giver of gifts and focus so much on the gift. Uh, but I do want us to get a healthy balance of what the Lord is calling his followers to uh, as disciples and so that we can get the full whole counsel of God. And so we don't want to neglect the gifts either. And so if you have your Bibles, you can open at Romans 12. We're going to look at verse 1 to 10, but it will come up on your screens. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and not all the members have the same function, so we, who are many, liberty, are one body in Christ. And individually, we are members one of another. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, prophecy in proportion to faith, ministry in ministering, the teacher in teaching, the exhorter 
in exhortation, the giver in generosity, the leader in diligence, the compassionate in cheerfulness. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. The sentiment is is echoed in 1 Corinthians 12, which we'll look at a little bit later, but also in Ephesians 4, where Paul writes, I therefore, the prisoner in the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body. There is one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. But each of us was given grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. And so there are three things I want to talk about today from this as we look into Uh, the season that God is taking us as a church and also you as an individual within this body. And the first point I want to talk about is flexibility. To be a follower of Jesus requires flexibility. I think you will have noticed that over the years of your walk with the Lord. But what Paul writes to the Romans is he says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed, be changed by the renewing of your mind. And what that requires from us It's flexibility in our thinking, flexibility in our understanding, acknowledging in humility that actually we may not know all the answers. And actually that God in this season may be changing things and we need to be flexible in our understanding. If we are to follow him wholeheartedly and with joy and with peace, which the scriptures talk about and with that grace that he gives us. And so if we look at the Israelites in the desert who wandered around for 40 years, Every morning and every evening, they looked toward the pillar of cloud or fire. And has the pillar left? Do we need to follow or do we stay another day? They were flexible in their understanding. They they definitely walked in disbelief uh, and disobedience. But they were people who had to remain flexible and aware of where the Lord was leading. Because our God is living. Yes, saints, we have a living God. He's not stationary. He's not a statue. But He moves. And He wants to take us with Him. As he travels. And so what we need to be is a people who are willing to have our minds changed in the season that the Lord has us in. It's to be open to the fact that God may want to change things. And if anything, I think we've all come to the place of going, well, COVID has changed things. Lockdown has changed things. It's changed the way we do church. It's changed the way we think about so many things. But God wants us to remain as a people who are constantly open-minded and flexible. Philip spoke last week about a new wineskin and the new wine that the Holy Spirit is pouring through His church. And Jesus spoke about that to His disciples. And what He's saying is that we need to be a people with, if there's new wine, if the Holy Spirit wants to do something new, the wineskin has to be flexible in order for us to contain and to move with all that God has for us as a church, to be prepared to embrace whatever Christ has for His church. We can just establish a way of doing church. We can establish our our ruts and our rhythms and just continue with this thing called church. Or we can be a people who are constantly going, Holy Spirit, Jesus, are you doing something new? Where are you leading us now? 
Where are you taking us? We want this vital life of God, not this dead, droog, old institution. We want to be a living church, a people built up of living stones. This temple where the Holy Spirit wants to dwell. Liberty, freedom. A church that is alive and willing to follow Christ wherever He goes, even if it means we have to be uncomfortable. He wrote to present your bodies before he said, be, tra- be ready to be transformed. He said, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. To lay our lives down, even if it's uncomfortable for where the Holy Spirit wants to take us, that in itself is spiritual worship, a willingness to say, God, wherever you want to take us, whatever you want for me as an individual, wherever you're taking us as a family, God We want to be willing to do that. We want to present our bodies as living sacrifices. And it requires godly wisdom, yes? To be aware and alive and awake to what the Holy Spirit wants, not to be conformed to the world, but be transformed, means that we get to discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Liberty, can we remain a flexible people? Eager to go wherever God wants to take us. Willing to change our systems, to change our formats, not to change the gospel, but around this unchangeable gospel message. Are we willing to change if the Holy Spirit wants and demands change in us? And so the first thing we see from Romans is that God is calling His people to be a flexible people. But secondly, we see Him calling us to unity and variety, flexibility, unity, and variety. For as in one body we have many members, one body, many members, not all the members have the same function. So we who are many are one body in Christ. We are one, we are united. Yet individually, we are members one of another. This is echoed in 1 Corinthians where he writes, Now there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are a variety of services, but the same Lord. There are a variety of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit. What for? Not for you, but for the common good, for the building up of the church. And so... What's so clear in these writings from Paul to the church is that there is a variety. We're not supposed to all look the same, members of liberty. We're not all supposed to look like me, and I know many of you are going, thank the Lord. We're not all supposed to look like one another. But this variety given by the Holy Spirit is most certainly birthed from unity. He starts off, and if you read Ephesians, just talks about this unity in the church. Unity of the spirit, unity in the faith, unity in the body. But out of that unity, once we're a people who are united, there's supposed to be variety. Unity of the spirit, but also variety of the spirit. If variety doesn't operate from a place of unity, you get a church of division. If we're not united and all of our gifts that we discern from the Lord, oh, I need to be a gift like this, I need to be a gift like this, the Holy Spirit's given me this gift. If we're not united in the gospel, one faith, 
one spirit. We end up all just going on our own roads and just saying, whatever, I'm just, the Lord's called me to this. But no, all of these scriptures first start off talking about the unity. We are one body. But from that place, different members, the finger doesn't disconnect from the body to get on with its job. It stays a part of the arm and the arm helps it together with the shoulder. Unity and variety in the spirit. If there is no unity, that variety will bring division. But if that unity doesn't provide variety, we end up with a cult, right? Everyone who looks the same, everyone has to do the same, everyone has to check with all the leaders before anything can happen. No, the Spirit wants us to be united as a body, but with variety, all operating together. We don't want to be a cult. We want unity in the Spirit, but we want every member operating in the variety that God has called us to. And so, you will know by now that as liberty, we're called to love God and to love others. It's so simple, through the making of disciples. That's what we're about. But there are three things which we specifically focus on in that mandate. And that is uh, family, both spiritual and blood family, community, but then also the priesthood of all believers. If we are to become all that God has called us to as this church, every member, every priest within liberty must operate. And we believe the season that the Lord is beginning to activate in us as a church is this priesthood of all believers, something He's calling us to focus on. And now that may not sound very dramatic to you, like, oh, I thought the whole season was changing. Well, it actually is going to be a big thing. The implications of it are going to be pretty massive considering the environment that the Lord is drawing us into. If any of us think that church is going to return back to what was, we're completely mistaken. We're, we're going to miss out on what God has done in the world, but also what He's done in the church and in liberty. God is not calling us to return to what was. Yes, there are some things we're bringing from the past with us because they were good. But Jesus is leading us into a future that is going to look pretty different to what was. And so we need to keep flexible. We need to keep our thinking and our, our understanding of what God wants to do flexible. But we also need to understand that it means every part of the body needs to operate. And we believe that that is part of the season that God is drawing not just liberty, but the entire church into, which is the priesthood of all believers, not just leaving it to me, not just leaving it to the elders, not just leaving it to the leaders, but every part of the body functioning by the grace that the Holy Spirit has given. Because if we don't operate, every one of us, we're going to be a weighted church that's not rounded. We're going to be leaning to the one side. An overdeveloped bicep. We all know what that looks like. It looks awkward. But we want to be a body that's balanced, well-balanced, well-toned. We haven't skipped leg day. We want a body that is well-balanced and it's going to require every single believer in liberty to find and discover the gift that God has placed in you and to grow it to maturity. And we believe that that season is going to look like intentional navigating as a church. I feel like uh, just as the waves of COVID have come and gone and, and as that many of you will remember that illustration of a ship, uh, we felt that liberty was like a ship um, going toward the North Star of Jesus to learn to love God and love others. But as we've navigated the seas, it feels like the kind of COVID, we can do this, we can't do that. We've kind of just gone with the waves and just done whatever laws required, whatever the seasons brought. 
But we feel like we're entering a space of intentional navigating, looking at the body of liberty and going, Jesus, what are you calling us to now specifically? And how can we prepare ourselves for that? How can we be intentional about that? And so if God is calling us to the priesthood of all believers, we want to be intentional about that. And that intentional navigating is going to require intentional training up. The scriptures are so clear on training, being trained, proving ourselves that that we can do what the Lord has called us to, that we are diligent stewards of all that God has called us to. Now, when I say the word training, you don't just think, oh, we're going to all go to lecture halls. That's not it. We also want to be intentional about going, God, how do you want us to train up? Training is not just theoretical, but it's also not just practical. It's a combination of both. We need to operate the gifts. We need to get out there and play the game. But there is also a theory. There's also understanding the sport. There's also understanding the the doctrine of what the Lord is calling us to. And so for all of us to say, God, how, how can we train up? How can we strengthen up? What areas of our operating of the gifts that you've placed in us do we need to strengthen up? God's gift, Holy Spirit, gift specific training, whatever God has wired you for. We want to help train you up. We want to equip you for the work of ministry. That's what the scriptures call the church to do, that we can build one another up. Whatever God has gifted you with, we want to discover that. We want to help you to grow it and to bring it for the building up and the common good of the church, but also to be a witness out there in the world. God has called every one of us and he's equipped every one of us with a variety of gifts. And we want to discover them. We want to be intentional about discovering them. And for all the gifts to appreciate one another and to co-labor alongside one another. Not one gift thinking it's better than the other. Remember humility? But actually in gentleness, appreciating all the gifts around us, but then co-laboring together and not leaving it to anybody else. But to bring our gift. What is your unique ministry, saint of liberty? How has God specifically wired you to bring a contribution to the building up of liberty? And God has gifted every one of you in the context in which you find yourself, in the life group in which you find yourself. There's a ministry that God wants to develop in you for the unity of the body and to grow us up as a whole. Together, there's a corporate sense of God wanting to call us all together and yet a unique outworking for you. What is that? What is the Holy Spirit highlighting to you? How can we intentionally discover those things over the next while and develop them? And so I want to ask you, when around that flexibility, are you open to whatever form or shape God determines liberty to look like? Are you open for liberty to look different? To what she has looked like in the past. For God to take that wineskin and shape it. Keep it flexible for the new outpouring of his wine into us as a community. How open are you? If we are to bear fruit. Unity of this fellowship liberty is imperative. Absolutely imperative. The followers of Jesus in liberty to be united How united are you to the rest of the body? How is your fellowship with the rest of the body of liberty? But then also, if we are to be built up in maturity, liberty, each of us must discover and labor in the manifestation of the Spirit, which He gives for the common good. We've got to figure this stuff out, guys. 
And I find that an exciting adventure. I really do. It's exciting to discover new gifts in the community. And if we look at all the gifts mentioned in Scripture, I agree with many theologians that these are the beginnings of the outpouring of the Spirit. They're not all boxed like this. There may be big categories like mercy. But I think of a Carla who's moved all the way up to Wellington, and yet she's still part of our body. As she goes and serves abandoned children and gets them and prepares them and gives them love till they can be handed over into a forever family. It's a beautiful outworking of the body of liberty. And we get to support her through prayer. We get to support her with encouragement. We get to support her with finances when we can. It's a beautiful outworking. And no one's going to look like Carla because she's a unique variety. Yet, she's united into this body as we get to co-labor with her. It's a beautiful thing. And I'm excited to see what God has placed in you, saints. I'm excited to see it develop and grow and bear fruit. And perhaps you've seen church in the past as too restrictive and it hasn't allowed you a space to operate. I want to ask you to be open to God transforming the church. I want you to ask you to be open to God transforming your heart and understanding of how your unique gift can operate together in unity. Not for us to have to disappear and go on our own in order to see that gift operate. That's not what God has for us. He's connecting us to His body, Him being the head. I'm so excited to see for you, saint, what that looks like. Romans 14, 17 to 19 says, For the kingdom of God is not food and drink. This is that same letter continued after the gifts. He says, For the kingdom of God is not food and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. The one who thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and has human approval. Let us then pursue what makes for peace, that unity, as well as for mutual upbuilding. To diligently express your Holy Spirit gift given to you, as written in Romans here, means to serve Christ. If you've been given a gift and every saint has been given a gift, if you're not operating in that gift, you're not sufficiently serving Christ. He's given you a gift to use and he wants to see you diligently using it. To labor for the building up of the church, current and those not yet added. So we either serve those within liberty as it is, but also those who are not yet added, those who have not yet met Christ, is to receive acceptance from God. But are we not just accepted in Christ? Yes, we are. But this Christ has given us gifts to operate and for us to use them upon this planet until the Lord returns. It pleases God when the Holy Spirit had worked through us, through Christ's church. And often the fruitfulness of accessing the grace of Christ, often the fruitfulness which is being given to you, results in human approval. It's people going, Carla, you're incredibly gifted with children. Marie, your gift of hospitality is second to none. Calvin, your heart for the lost, just the way you so freely and, and um, easily engage with those who don't yet know Christ. Michiel, the way you open up the scriptures with a joy, and the way you bring it, bring it across with clear communication. Philip, the way you, you bring just years of experience of walking with the Lord and just so freely dish it out. To bring life to people. Lyndon and Leslie, how, how your heart for marriages in liberty has brought so much freedom. It's 
brought so much life to marriages and we will continue. May we not neglect the gift that's been given to us in Lyndon and Leslie. Be eager to press in and, and use that gift, marriages. That our marriages may be strong, that, that this gift that's been given to us through all these saints may be a benefit to us to build us up. And so we look at Lyndon and Leslie and they get approval from humans because we go, that's the Holy Spirit at work. That's the Holy Spirit at work. There's no way any two human beings could bring so much life to other marriages if it was not by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so that fruitfulness often looks like human approval. Though we don't work for human approval, it's often a, I think we're on the right track here. And so there's a peace and a joy that is to be had, he says here. There's a peace and a joy in the Holy Spirit to be had when we express the gift that the Holy Spirit has given us. And this is found in pursuing unity, he says, or peace, and for the mutual building up, that variety. Unity and variety. As we express those gifts, being flexible to be used however God intends for us to be used. And to begin to explore that priesthood of all in the upcoming months with a Spirit-led ministry and a Spirit-led intentionality. I am excited to see every single one of you grow in your existing ministries. For some of us to, to discover the ministries that, the God has for, uh, that God has for us, the God, the Lord. And to see that gift come out of you. And for some of us it's going to require praying. For some of us it's going to require just reading the scriptures. For some of us it's going to require just more intentional training. And I want us to, as a body, this isn't supposed to be hard graft. And I hope you're not going, oh, I'm just so tired just trying to land this year. No, it's supposed to bring life. There's supposed to be a peace and a joy in the Holy Spirit as we pursue this unity and peace and mutual upbuilding. It's supposed to be exciting, guys. There's supposed to be life. There's supposed to be freedom. And I know that what God is taking us into is going to be so exciting. It may look completely different to what we've ever experienced church to look like, but man, if God is there, I'm going. And I trust you're going to come along into all that God has for us. So let us prepare our hearts, Liberty. Let us prepare our minds and our thinking. And to do that, why don't you take out your Bibles, turn to Romans 12, Romans 12, 1 to 10 again. Also verse 14, uh, chapter 14, verse 17 to 19. I'll put the verses up. Why don't you open up those again and just pray them back to God. Read through those verses and perhaps anything that stood out to you today, that you would pray to God that we would be a people that are flexible, that are united, but also a variety of gifts that we would experience. So I'm just going to kick us off in this prayer and then switch this off and then you continue to pray together from Romans 12. Love and miss you guys all very much and hoping that we can meet together very soon. Comms will come out, but just so excited for all that God has done. And so our God, as we look at your scriptures, as Paul has written to the Romans, where he appeals to us by, the mercy, by your mercies, God, to present our bodies as living sacrifices, God, as liberty. May we present our bodies, may we present our families as living sacrifices that are holy and acceptable to you. We know that this is our spiritual worship. Lord, we do not want to be conformed to this world, but we want to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Lord, help us to discern what is your will, what is good, what is acceptable, 
and what is perfect. Lord, would you hear the prayers of the saints of liberty now as they continue to lift their voices to you.